is the Big Church Podcast. Well, happy Easter, Big Church family, and the rest of our extended family that's been joining us for the last few weeks. Um, I hope you all look good this morning. You know, I hope you're not in your Easter PJs. I hope you actually got up and you put some nice clothes on. You're sitting around the house right now. But, uh, you know, I dress up maybe two to three times a year. So y'all like my Easter egg color shirt? It looks good, don't it? Uh, You know, you can hunt me later. That's okay. But I really miss you guys a lot. And, you know, we can't really wait to see you in person. But you know what else I miss? I miss me some Easter food. Ham, potato salad, baked beans. Wait a minute, cut. We're leaving right now. I'm kidding. And angeled eggs. Yes, I said angeled eggs. Let me tell you what. I grew up in a religious household, and my mama said we ain't giving the devil no claim on any kind of eggs. So we, instead of deviled eggs, we ate angel eggs. And my wife is going to make me some later. But uh, um, as I was writing this uh, message a little bit, God answered my prayer. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And he says, he'll also give you the desires of your heart. So yet Friday, we got a honey ham delivered to our door. Praise the Lord. A honey ham delivered to our door by Jessica Wethington. Thank you, Wethington family. You don't know how happy it's going to make me here in just about another hour or so. And you know what? We also received a DoorDash from the Heyman family. And also last night, I got me some potato salad from Mark's Feed Store coming, and they DoorDashed me there. Let me tell you about DoorDash. DoorDash is awesome. DoorDash is like ding-dong ditch, but with a prize. That's funny, y'all. Y'all got to be laughing right now. Listen, we know this is not a typical Easter Sunday, and churches are usually full with excitement. And you know what? But I really believe this, that we, the church, have the greatest opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ that we ever have in our life. More people right now are tuning in. We're getting people that are tuning in from other states to watch our our services. And and I believe right now that there is somebody scrolling somewhere on Facebook and on YouTube and on people's websites right now and churches' websites right now. And they don't know what they're searching for, but they're searching for something. This is the greatest opportunity that we ever had to share the good news of Jesus Christ. This morning, I'm going to tell you one of the greatest stories, the greatest true story you'll ever want to see. Listen, I'm all about watching true stories. You'll watch and see. I don't care if it's about badminton. If it's based on a true story, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to love it. But this is the greatest true story ever told. The title of my message today is Three Days Later. As we said last week, Jesus dies. There's sadness and there's grief and there's fear And there's uncertainty, just like the days we're living in right now. We don't know what's going to happen. But the story is they buried Jesus, and there was was few people at the funeral. And the Bible says he had a borrowed tomb, which meant that he he, he was very humble on this earth. And he had nothing really to show for right now in this earth. But three days later, some women went to the tomb with spices that they'd prepared, and they were going to embalm Jesus, or they were going to get his body ready for burial. But remember... The guards had set a security outside of the tomb. They had set a guard outside of the tomb. They had sealed the tomb. And they had set a large stone over top of that, over that tomb. What I think about is what were them ladies going to do when they got there? What was their plan? They knew there was a stone that they couldn't roll away on their own. And here's the thing. They knew that they could not roll it on their own. Let's face it. 
There are stones in your life right now. There are obstacles in your life right now. There are roadblocks in your life right now. There are setbacks in your life right now. There are stones in your life that you cannot move on your own. You've been trying to roll them out. You've been struggling. You've been, you've been doing the, th- the best that you can, but that stone just does not seem like it wants to move. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to identify. I want you to identify the stones in your life. Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it fear? And now I want you to know that just like the stone that they came to the tomb right now, God can roll that stone away from you. All the struggling and all the striving you've been trying to do, trying to put it from one place to the other, God can do in a second if you'll allow him to do that. They expected obstacles. They expected a stone, but I love what they did. They still kept preparing. Listen, there's going to be life setbacks, as I just said, but you've got to keep preparing. Why? Because preparation gives you access. Let's look at Luke 24 too. It says this. It says, but they found the stone rolled away. They didn't know how it was going to be rolled away, but they knew it was going to be rolled away. Then they went in and they did not find the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and they bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? The enemy always wants you to look at the worst. He always wants you to look at the chaos. He always wants you to look at the darkness. He always wants you to look at the cross. I ask you a question today. Why do we keep going back to the graveyard? Why do we keep going back to the same old thing? That what is in the graveyard is death. Quit trying to bring dead things back to life. I think many times in our life we're trying to resuscitate things that God is trying to kill. The, the things that he's killed already is some of the past in your life. Maybe he's already killed a relationship you keep trying to bring back to life. Maybe he's already killed an addiction that you've already that you keep trying to drag back in and roll back over into your life. Jesus died to kill all of those things. Sometimes you just got to say rest in peace to so some stuff in your life. It looked like the end of the story. But it was not the end of his story. Let's look here at Luke 24, 1. It says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. The cross, the blood, the death, it all looked like defeat. But let me tell you something, it was victory. His last day, it says on the first day of the week, but you know what? On Jesus' last day, it made it possible for him to be your first day. It made it possible that Bible says this, says weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. God gives you beauty for ashes. He gives you joy for mourning. He gives you praise for heaviness. Three days later, made all of the difference in the world. How many have watched all of Netflix since it's been over with? I had somebody say, I watched all of Netflix. I was like, you really watched all of Netflix, everything on there? But you know, during this time, we're binge watching and we're, and we're pressing next. And sometimes we're just letting it go to the next episode. How many of y'all found yourself three hours later, right? And sometimes three days later, watching the same stuff on Netflix? 
But I got to let you know, the good news about Jesus Christ is the next season is coming. That was not the end of his season. The next season is coming. Aren't you glad that there's a next season? Aren't you glad that you didn't have to press the button? Jesus took care of that for you. No matter how it looks, it's not the end of your story. It's not the end of the story. You got to get excited that you didn't get canceled after season one. There's so many bad Oh, help me, Jesus. There's so many bad stories out there right now that the world has, has put, shut their book on, that people in your family have shut the book on. But aren't you so glad that no matter what it looks like, you can get excited because you didn't get canceled after season one. Yeah. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I feel like preaching in here this morning. Come on. The darkness, when I see, now I came from darkness into light. God made a way for you, a new season, and he wants to write part two. He isn't done with part one yet, but he also, you may have already, listen, you may be done with part one, but God's got more. He's got a sequel to the story. You know what a sequel is? It means a continuation of the story. You're not, no matter what you've done in your life, that's not what defines you. Season two is coming. Sometimes season three, thank God for season four, five, six, and seven in my own life. God is the God of the comeback. There are many seasons to come in your life if you don't give up and if you don't back up. He wants to write part two, and Jesus didn't stop after season one. It didn't end at the cross, and it didn't end at the tomb. Speaking of the tomb, let's visit the graveyard for a minute. I can take you someplace in Saudi Arabia called Medina, and I can take you to the, to the grave of Muhammad. I can take you to China where they've buried Confucius. I can take you to India where they buried Buddha. There are signs and there are remains and there are DNA that said they're there. Now, let's go to a borrowed tomb in Jerusalem. Borrowed means to use with the intent of returning. He borrowed his, they're buried in theirs. Come on, that's good. I'm going to say it again. He borrowed his. They're buried in theirs. There is no signs. There are no DNA. There are no remains. There are no ashes in there. He's alive. Verse 6. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you? Remember that word, remember. How he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. We got to remember three days later sometimes. When you're facing fear and discouragement and doubt, you got to remember three days later happened. His promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Don't forget his promises that say yes and amen. He cannot lie. If he said he'd do it once, he'll do it again. If he started it, he's going to finish it. Yes. Whoa! I need my wipe towel up here a little bit. He is not here. Remember, verse 6, he's not here. These words change history. I could just see, and y'all are going to know that I used to preach to a lot of young people. I could just see the enemy posting on social media. He had the laughing face up there, right? 
I can see that he put pictures of the cross and he put pictures of blood, photos all over the place. But here's what I see. Jesus, Jesus changed his status. He moved from dead to alive. He got a new job, which was the savior of the world. And he is now in a relationship with you. I can see when Jesus walked out of that tomb, all the hearts started flying, didn't they? Jesus said, put some more hearts out there. Come on, tap that button. Tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it. Because he's in a relationship with you and he loves you. Listen to this. Jesus was not resuscitated. He was resurrected. Jesus was not resuscitated. I said that twice. Not, he was resurrected. People are brought back to life every day in the hospitals. But they're going to eventually die. God did not resuscitate. He resurrected. He doesn't want to give you a half-life for the life that you had before. He wants to give you a new life that you can spend with him in eternity. Listen to this song. By your spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. There's ashes in your life and God's about to give you beauty for those things. These resurrected in your name, I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. I declare to you today, Easter is not canceled. The church may be empty, but so is the tomb. The church may be empty. Maybe I don't have anyone out here right now cheering me on. Maybe I don't have someone out there, but I can also tell you about another empty place right now. When he came out, it gave us the victory. Let's celebrate the tomb. What are you talking about, Pastor? You don't want to be celebrating at a tomb. What place is more hopeless? What more place is more depressing and more sorrowful than a tomb? But let me tell you this. It's where it all started. The good news of Jesus Christ came in the tomb. Redemption came to us in the tomb. Salvation came to us from the tomb. And faith, the faith that we have was birthed in a tomb. Our physical journey that we're living in this world right now goes from life unto death. But the kingdom life does this. It goes from death unto life. Sometimes you have to get to a place where you find death to get life. Sometimes you have to get to the end of yourself, to the end of all your struggles and all the things you thought you could be doing to find yourself. It's in that place of ending that you can find a new beginning. It's in that place of hopelessness that you can find true hope. It's in that place of death where we are born into a new life, unto a new life. I know today that if you accept Jesus, you're going to have power you're going to have a new life, and you're going to have hope. So I'm telling you today, as we get ready to pray a prayer, not a very long one, not a very long service, but I think sometimes that you can get the point across as quickly as you need to get a point that Jesus is alive. And the reason he's alive today is for you. He had nothing to gain. We had everything to gain. So as we get ready to pray this prayer, I want you, this may be a new day for some of you. Maybe some of y'all just clicked on something. I need some church today. I need something. I don't know what I need. This is a new day of hope for you. And maybe some of you out there right now are recommitting yourself back to Jesus. You're recommitting. You've seen your life go to just go haywire. 
You've seen the uncertainty in your life and you just want to know something that's certain, that Jesus is alive and he died for your sins. As we get ready to end this service, we're going to have another song. I just want you to pray this prayer with me and I want you to believe this prayer in your heart. And no matter if you're sitting on your couch, if you're sitting at your laptop, wherever you're at right now, you can pray this prayer believing God can come and encounter you. You may feel empty inside, but let me just tell you something. The tomb was empty. Let's pray this prayer if you would after me. Say, thank you. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to save me from my sins. Thank you that you love me so much that you sent the perfect sacrifice. I confess that I have sinned and I need forgiveness. I ask you to come into my heart and make me new and I commit to following Jesus and making him my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.